Greetings and a warm welcome to this international online midweek service. So grateful that you could be a part of this great service this evening. I'm Simba, joined by Andrew. Shalom, sir. Shalom, my brother. What a great way to begin a new month. Indeed. Yeah. So grateful to God for the subject matter that we're on. Issues to do with the gifts. It's, yeah. it's been quite a roller coaster. Um, if you look at all the areas that have been covered since this series began, and uh, up to and including this uh, past Sunday, where we're getting to the real meat of the matter, and uh, really going back to the introduction of salvation, mm. where uh, something that our father said really struck me was that he was determined not to be born again until he was sure that he was getting the correct salvation package. Mm. And uh, mm. it's, it's a very interesting angle to come at salvation from. Mm-hmm. Wanting to really grasp the real thing. Exactly. Uh, wow, that's, that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. We'd like to ask you to get into a small moment of prayer together with your family or anyone that you're around and prepare yourself to receive this marvelous delivery this evening from, from our Father. And like you're saying, the issue of wanting to verify whether the salvation he was getting mm is the authentic package yeah. that the Lord brought. You know, it really highlights um, the care that should be taken exactly. by us as believers mm. in terms of the information that we are receiving from different sources, mm. if there are different sources that we're receiving them from. Uh, reminds us of the, um, the folks from Berea, yeah. how they were yeah. so studious and careful to verify the information that they were getting. And that that really sets our father apart. Mm. His desire to want to grasp a hold of the real thing and look at the depths of understanding that we're receiving now concerning salvation. Exactly. You bring up a very valid point in highlighting the Berean Jews and their approach to making sure that what they had was the right thing and the real thing. And it reminds me also of uh, the... The, the extent of salvation that we're discovering now, where our fathers highlighted that we now have that forever and perpetual connection to God. Linking it back to a question that was asked by a gentleman on Sunday regarding whether or not one can lose um, their salvation or be ejected from the body of Christ. And our father took pains to highlight that what happens is not so much an ejection, but it's a change of status. You wow. can be demoted by virtue of sin, but that connection that you have to Christ is forever and perpetual, which I think was a key uh, concern mm. amongst many believers. Mm-hmm. That if I sin against God, I've lost my salvation. Exactly. And yet it's status that you're losing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. from the scripture, the, the depths and the extents of the love of God, how we cannot be separated from that love. Mm. At all. Yeah. By anything. By anything. <laughs> yeah. And and how he didn't just take our sin. I think that was another mind-blowing revelation. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't just our sin that he took, which has always been the focus uh, for the majority of us. But it was actually an exchange of nature. So in taking off and disrobing himself from the divine nature, he put on the human nature, leaving humans naked, deprived of a nature. So what did we have to put on? We had to put on what he had taken off, which was the divine nature. And when you see the exchange that took place at salvation from those depths, Mm. you see that this voyage that we're on, Mm. we're just journeying through an ocean of mysteries that Mm. are just being unraveled. Mm. Mm. Powerful. I believe we're ready to receive this evening from our Father. 
allow us to take a few moments to introduce him now. Greetings, our Father. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Thank, thank you, you so Father. Thank you. We would want to thank God for this day and this night that he has granted us. And I know you are here to get blessed. And again, thank you so much for joining. And I believe that we are going to delve straight into God's word and extract as much as we can, especially given the capacity that he has also given us to carry from his presence into his presence. Thank you so much again for joining. We pray that God grants you understanding, illumination, and the Spirit of God will reign in your soul, in your body, even the Spirit you. You will be empowered mentally to grasp and to comprehend the light of the Almighty God. In Jesus' name. Yes, thank you so much, pastors, for having me. Like I said, I'm delighted and so much glad to be here. This is where we belong. And uh, it's a privilege um, being given this permission by God to be uh, speaking uh, even on his behalf and letting his people know of his will. And that's why we are here. And we are dealing with the one of the most uh, complex subjects um, in uh, Christendom or in Christianity. Uh, which is the subject of the gifts of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you, you can see now how long it has taken us to even uh, get off the foundation, which is the Christ himself. And to think um, at what point really are we going to say we are done dealing with the actual gifts or several other gifts we still have a long way to go quite interesting indeed like you highlighted uh, that um, we have not been very concerned as, as God's children about the, the things that Jesus did on our behalf yes. and to be able to partake and to take advantage. Um, even for us to be able to not even pay for what we're supposed to have because we know that he paid the price. But to simply get up and get to what he got for us it has been it has been so difficult for most believers and um especially the part where he did not take on the nature of the angels but he took on the nature even of the son of abraham um that's the human nature that he took on that's in reference to the human nature. Yes. He did not say your seeds, but your seed is in one, which is Christ, referring to Abraham and also referring to the Christ. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. 
the seed, not the seeds, the seed of Abraham. So that he took on. And what he did not take on was the nature of angels, but the nature which is human. And we said on Sunday that we must understand exactly what is happening when you have God putting on the nature of men. He had to put off first his nature, which is divine, in order for him to be able to put on the nature of men. And then I also pointed out that it wasn't just sin that he took away from us and laid on himself, but our nature also, which was uh, responsible for even the sins that were committed. It was by that nature that we, we ought to have sinned. It was a must for a man in that kind of a nature to sin. So again, you were, you were robbed of that uh, energy or that power to commit sin when it was taken away, when the human nature was taken away. So the human nature that Jesus took on had to be taken away from the humans in order for him to put it on. So we know he had put off as the incarnation, he had put off the divine nature and put on. There are several other things about divinity that God had to put off before he could nicely fit into the nature that was divine. Mm -hmm. So he left an entire wardrobe where you have divine clothing and then he put on what we were putting on. So Jesus cannot have that nature that we had on him and us still have it. Mm, okay. So he took it away from us and we were left with no nature. Mm. <laughs> All we needed to do was to pick the nature that he had put off, which was the divine nature. Mm. That's the exchange. Him putting on our nature, we don't wrestle with him to get our nature back. No, we look for what he had put off, yes. which is the divine nature, and we put it on. So what is it that we begin to do with that nature? Sometimes that's where you begin to see manifestations of gifts mm -hmm. that are divine. Okay. So now we have become partakers of a nature that is divine, partakers of the divine nature. How are we partakers of that? Because that's the nature that he put off and he took on our nature. We were left with no nature. So the only nature available is the divine nature that we need to put on or to become partakers of. So we are dealing with that just to show you what he did apart from the sin that he took away from you, he also took away the nature capable of committing sin. It was taken away. And he gave you the nature that cannot sin. That nature, I will explain again, probably uh, slightly 
je clear today on that but let's let's at least look into scriptures that talk about these gifts what i'm going to present to you today um let's look at the gifts that were given gifts that we have and even gifts that we are but i want to put a distinction between the two gifts there are gifts that i would want us to talk about uh which are ministerial in their nature and also gifts that are instrumental ministerial and instrumental gifts and the reason why we have to look at gifts from that perspective it is so that when one is given a ministry then that minister who has been made a minister by the gift of the ministry that he is given he must then seek to be instrumental to be equipped by the gifts or with the gifts that are instrumental having been made a minister by receiving a gift that is ministerial it will make sense very soon what i would want to present So we we'll first of all look at um the book of Ephesians and uh we are going to look at uh uh what exactly happened even before gifts were given chapter number 4 and then I would want want us to look at even from verse number 1 I will start to say much from verse number 7 right okay let's look at verse number 1 from verse 1 I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called I beseech you Paul being a prisoner writing this letter to Ephesus he is in Rome and he is incarcerated Paul is encouraging God's children that are born again to walk and the walk that he recommends of all the walks is a walk that is consistent with the calling of the believer he recommends that they identify a walk a step a movement yes a behavior a character an attitude that is consistent with the calling that you have received so what is he saying even before we start to talk about too many things he is saying it is important that you identify the calling that mm-hmm. you have received mm-hmm. 
And together with the calling, yes. there is a step, there is a walk. Whoever gave you the calling also gave you the way to conduct yourself. So you will talk, you will behave according to the calling even before people can get to see the actual calling. But your conduct has to be consistent with the call. So the calling has to give you an attitude, a character, a behavior, where you do things according to the calling. Not just for the calling, according to the calling. If the calling is there, then the walk which is proportionate to that calling must become visible to the people. Notice this is very, very key. You have to walk according to the calling. This again, we, we are taking you back to the basics where you have to look at a man having seen what you thought was a calling, yes. having seen the manifestation of a gift, yes. having watched him heal the sick, the moment the man begins to walk, yes. you have to observe right. and measure the walk against the manifestation of the gift. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Is the walk consistent with the gift that you saw, the calling that the man has? So there mustn't be any contradictions between the two. Mm -hmm. And he's writing this and is encouraging members to be very careful there must be a walk that is attached to every calling a man should be able to walk according to the calling that he claims to have thank you for this <laughs> wow. Is deep. Wow. so it's not just a calling that you try to investigate or you try to find look at the way the man conducts himself the conduct the conduct the conduct. You have to walk according to your vocation, according to your calling. So profound. Indeed. Uh-huh. Now go to verse number seven. Verse seven. But unto every one of us. Unto every one of us. Uh-huh. Is given. Is grace. given. Gift. Uh-huh. It's a gift of grace. Mm. Unto every one of us is given, given grace. grace. Uh -huh. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Notice that the gift which is of grace that is given to all of us, it is according to the measure yes, of Christ. In us. Okay, read it again. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. You see, there is a gift of Christ. Yes. Where we started from. Yes. Here we are hearing again the gift of grace is given to all of us. And that gift is according to the gift of Christ. 
gift of grace is according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Now, when you are receiving Christ, you don't receive a part of him. Mm -hmm. You don't receive a quarter of him. It's not half of the Christ that you receive. You receive all of him. Then how is the grace that you receive according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Why is there a measurement of the gift of Christ? The gift of Christ is not just a gift from Christ. Mm-hmm. No, it's him the gift. Okay. The gift. Yes, you can come across other translations that might say we all have the gift of grace which is according to the measure of the gift from Christ. But no, it is the measure of the gift of Christ, that gift being Christ himself, as he was given by the Father. But how is that a measure? Because somebody is going to have less grace and then he will say, it's because my measurement of Christ, I've received a quarter of him, so I have quarter grace. Half of the Christ, so I have half grace. But the term measure of the gift of Christ Yet we know him to be full, to be complete, to be whole. The measure of Christ is not in the sense of how much of him you received. It is how much of him that comes out. Okay, okay. That is powerful. He is not measured at the point of entry. We have received the same size of a God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The Jesus I have is the Jesus you have is the Jesus you have is the Jesus that every viewer here has. But the difference is in the fraction of that God that exudes, that comes out of us. Remember, it's one thing for us to receive salvation. Yes. Okay. Yes. And the salvation that we receive is the salvation that he worked on yes. our behalf. It was him doing it. Yes. Remember. Yes. It's a free gift. Yes. So we did not participate in any way mm. to bring about the salvation that then redeemed us, that then saved us. It was his work. Yes. Right. Agreed. Okay. Yes. yes. All right. So if we're not supposed to work for that kind of a salvation which he worked. Then we have another scripture that says you must work your own salvation with much trembling and fear. What is he talking about? If salvation is a free gift and if it was his work, how come there is another salvation which we ought to work? Ourselves. Ourselves. What's the difference between the two salvations? One that he worked was the gift that he gave you and you were saved by that. Yes. But the one that you need to work, mm. it is no longer the same salvation that you received. Okay. Mm. Because this one, you are not working it in. Mm. You are working it out. Work out your own salvation with fear mm. and trembling. You see now? Yes, sir. So the salvation that we received, which was a free gift, was his work. Mm. Okay. And we received it. But for that to come out, that becomes your working of salvation. Mm. 
When it gets to working it out, bringing it out, that's where a measurement comes in. Thank you, Father. It's clear. You have to work out your own salvation. The salvation that you got, which people will not be able to see or even appreciate until it is worked out in your conduct. That becomes the work of salvation. Unlike the salvation that he worked, that you got. Bringing it out. Now it will come out in percentages. Yet you received all of it. So the measure of the gift of Christ is the percentage of the Christ that emanates from the born again child of God. Right. Okay. Jesus gets into you all of him. Yes. But when it comes to manifestations of himself, mm-hmm. he will manifest in measurements. He will manifest in percentages. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Father. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You are following, right? Yes. Very clear. So, now we are, that's verse, verse number seven, verse right? Seven. <laughs> uh, read it again. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. <laughs> yes, All of us, we have that grace. But the way that that grace will manifest, it would be according to the measure okay. of the percentage of the gift of Christ that comes out of us. So it's up to us. It's up to us. You see, you will see people that you think have more grace. Uh-huh. It's just a bigger chunk of the gift of Christ. Not that they have received, but that comes out of them. Okay. So that part will manifest as grace. Okay? Yes. Mm. And verse number eight. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, captive mm-hmm. and, and gave gifts, gifts unto, men. unto men. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended, when he ascended up on high, up on high, he led captivity, he led captivity captive, captive and gave gifts unto men. Very confusing text. Then he goes on to explain how he ascended and how he descended before he ascended. How he descended before he ascended. But he is letting us know the exact time the gifts were given unto men. When he ascended on high, at the time that he led captivity captive, Mm -hmm. if I had time, I would explain what is it to lead captivity captive. But that becomes a separate subject. But it was at a time when he ascended. He ascended where? Up on high. Up on high. It was at that time that he then gave gifts. Unto men. Unto men. You see, these are the gifts of Jesus. The one that ascended. But it happened at a a time when he ascended. Okay. 
and he gave gifts unto men. And you'll notice that the gifts that he gave, as you'll see very soon, are gifts that are ministerial. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ministry. Okay. Gifts. Okay. Yet these are gifts. But then he went on to explain how he descended before he ascended. Uh Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first Mm -hmm. into the lower parts of the earth? Lower parts of the earth. Uh He that descended is the same also that ascended ascended up far above all heavens Mm -hmm. that he might... He went far above all heavens. heavens. And the reasons for that altitude was so that he would feel Feel all things. All things. His ability to feel all things. Something that he could not have done had he not ascended. One's ability to feel all things is determined by his altitude. The Bible declares that he that is from above is above all things. Yeah. If you are from above, you are above money, you are above all things. You are above every affliction. He 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 was he ascended so that he would feel it wasn't possible for us to be born again had he not ascended. Jesus, for him to be able to be received by 5,000 people that are getting born again Mm -hmm. at one goal, all of them accepting him Mm -hmm. and he gets into all of them in his totality. He needed first to go back that's why he said to his disciples, it is good for you that I go. Whilst they were weeping that we can't, we cannot afford to, to lose you now. We have created enemy. We have left everything. Now you are going. And he's saying, if you knew, you would be happy that I go. Because now I'm with you, but then I will be in you. But for that to happen, he had to go. He had to go back. In chapter 17 of the book of John, he had to be glorified with the former glory that Jesus used to have before the foundation, before the beginning of the earth. And it is when he is in that form of glory that he is able now to distribute himself equally into all things that have interest in being born again. So it's a glorification of the Christ which puts him in a form that allows himself to be in or to feel all things. That's why he had to come as the Holy Ghost. So, we're trying to work out something here. He's, uh, he's giving us um, something to think about. Look at verse number eight again. 
Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, up on high, he led captivity captive, captive and yes. gave gifts unto men. But before he ascended, he descended. Mm. Uh-huh. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens mm. that he might fill all things. Mm. And then look at verse number 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers and the reason was for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ and these are gifts and i'm starting to show you now gifts that we have categorized as the ministerial mm. gifts. Thank you, Father. Wow. Yeah. We'll, we'll go to the book of uh, Corinthians and then we'll look at the instrumental gifts. Okay. Thank you, Father. Where now this minister here who is gifted with the gift of an apostle, of a prophet, must then find an instrument so this gift of an apostle must be gifted must be equipped wow <laughs> so the gift requires a gift the gift requires a gift the wow. giftedness of the gift because you can be this and not have that you can be this you can be wow a prophet and not have prophecies mm. we we'll do that yes hey can be a prophet and not, not have, have prophecies prophecy. yes you can be a teacher here and not have the word of wisdom mm. and yet you are yes yeah? you can be a teacher a preacher over here and not have the word of knowledge mm. these this these gifts that we see here wow. that he gave when he ascended mm-hmm. are supposed to get gifted by wow. the instrument of gifts thank you father you must understand because when he calls you and he says i will make you fishers of men the fishing idea there is not as we know it to be you are not being caught we are not catching fish so that we eat them mm-hmm. no this one is we are bringing them we are catching them from a drying pond okay mm. into an ever flowing river wow it's a rescue mission wow but for him to make you a fisher of men you cannot really be made a fisher of men and not be told on the importance of the difference of the baits okay and they call them lures okay You cannot be a qualified fisherman unless you know the right bait to use. All right. Okay. Wow, this is exciting. <laughs> so what are the baits? What are the instruments? So the apostle 
the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, the shepherd should have a knowledge, should know the right instruments, the right baits to use. So you must be aware of the appetite of the fish. There's a lot that goes into becoming a qualified fisherman. Your ability to know their taste, their mood, and even their seasons. There there are moments when fish do not perform very well. So, it's important that we look at this. But before I, I, I begin to explain the difference between the two, the ministerial and the instrumental, Look at the time that these gifts were given. Mm. It was at a, at a time when he ascended. Mm-hmm. Notice, it's amazing how his generous um, gesture, which was to give, did not demote him. when he gave gifts, when he gave. Now, before I explain to you the assertion, he descended first. What does that mean? To think that when when Jesus went down to the lower parts of the earth, when he descended, That was when he introduced chaos in the kingdom of darkness. And the captives that were captured, that were kept, had to be taken out. And the captivity that was led captive also were not just the people that were captured by the enemy. But what captured the people, the power binding the people had to be bound. Wow. Power binding the people was bound. The captivity itself had to be captured before gifts were given. So that you know what you're going to be dealing with with those gifts, Mm -hmm. not to struggle again with captivity. Ah. I I will have to explain Ah, that. Thank you. you. He led captivity, captives. I know that's the group of people that were captured, but let's go further than that. Mm -hmm. The power the enemy had to capture had to be captured so that he comes back claiming that all power has been given unto me. Mm. But notice something so profound that Jesus, for him to defeat the devil, there was no need for him to ascend in order for him to defeat the devil. He did not need promotion first (laughs) in order for him to contend, contend with the enemy. Jesus, to disarm the enemy, he had to lower himself. Mm. 
just for a few, few of you, Eish. not many. At his level of power, he did not ascend to defeat the enemy. He descended. Jesus had to go down, reduce himself at that level of humility. He disarmed the enemy at his lowest moment. Be, even before he was glorified, he went in. <laughs> this, this goes to show you what a mighty God we serve. Yeah. Yeah. He went down. Mm -hmm. The direction was downwards. And then there he defeated and he led captivity captive. Yeah. Now, then when he ascended far above all heavens, then he gave yes. gifts unto men. Notice again that when he gave, he had those, not gifts, but gifts. He had them in order for him to be able to give them. But them with him were not gifts. <laughs> so he's not gifted. <laughs> Until they get to us, now they become what? Gifts. But notice again, when he gives gifts, if that is what really made him to be who he is, he should have, he should have lost his altitude. Mm. He should have lost his rank. Yes. At the time of ascension, yes. he's giving gifts. Mm. What kind of a man is that? That when he's giving out, mm. he's ascending. He continues to rise. The rest of the people, their lives go down as they give. Yeah. Uh, this goes to show that giving takes you up. Wow. 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 As you give, you go up. You never go down. Wow. 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 He, uh, there is ascension at the time of giving. That's powerful. What a mystery unraveled. That's powerful. If all these things that he's giving to us were the things responsible of his power, of his rank, he should have gone down as he gives. But he is going up. He went up. And then he gave gifts unto men. And then now we are hearing of the gifts. Mm. He gave some apostles mm. and some prophets mm. and some evangelists mm. and some pastors and teachers. Okay, I'll give you two interpretations to that text. Thank you. The first interpretation is the common one that we all know. Um which is the gifts that he gave were apostles, uh, prophets, teachers, uh, evangelists, and so on. Yes. So all of us, we know it to be that way, that these are the gifts. So uh, I accept that one. That is very true. That is the most accurate. But listen to this one again, because remember, at the time that he gave these gifts unto men, this scripture goes 
further and even deeper than just the gifts that were given to the men that got the gifts. Okay. But it also goes further to explain to whom these gifted men were given. Okay. Because mm. notice, verse 11, read it against Lord. And he gave some. And he gave some. Apostles. Apostles. But he's not saying he gave some the apostolic. Yes, mm-hmm. mm. And he gave some prophets. Prophets. Well, and some. Again, he did not say, and he gave some the prophetic. Uh-huh. So the gifts are in what nature? If he gave some apostles, and he gave some prophets, not some the apostolic or some the prophetic mm-hmm. or, or some the teaching ministry yeah. or the teaching ability. Uh-huh. It goes to show something, there is something hidden there. Mm. This could also be in reference to different units, different uh, gatherings mm. of his body where the church is over there and the church is over there and the church is over there and the church was over there. And then when he gave gifts, he gave some in reference to that unit, an evangelist and some in reference to that unit, prophets, some in terms of that unit, teachers. Teachers. So the some there, that were given yes. are not just the apostles or the prophets or the teachers, but these members mm, for okay. their perfection. Okay. So oh, wow. there is the, okay, okay. Yes. get this. Yes, he gave some apostles. So who are the some? There is a, there is a ministry somewhere mm. that is being led by an apostle and that ministry was given that apostle. Mm-hmm. Is a gift. Wow, thank you. Understood. So that assembly mm-hmm. doesn't have a teacher. Understood. That teacher was given to some. Mm-hmm. And that assembly with a teacher doesn't have a prophet. Mm-hmm. The prophets were given to some. So people must people must follow that. This is why sometimes then when we invite each other mm-hmm. as ministers, yes. the problem we are having is we tend to look for people that we agree with, yeah. people who are like gifted, yeah. and we malnourish our members instead of looking out and we outsource. We invite people that are equipped mm. in areas that we are less equipped. Yes. That was supposed to be the basis for invitations. Wow. Okay. Where, so what are they going to do? Those with the prophet who cannot teach, mm. are they going to starve to death? No, it's up to the prophet to recognize, mm. to acknowledge, to accept another ministry which wow. is relevant for the equipping of his saints. Mm-hmm. And you invite based on that difference. Wow. Mm. And not feel threatened by the difference. By that difference. Mm. So, so to some prophets, not the prophetic, <laughs> to some evangelists, not the evangelistic, 
wow. to some teachers, mm-hmm. not the teaching. So the some they might not be in reference to the actual prophets or to the actual apostles or mm. to the actual, but to the different units, different members of his body. Right. Mm. Those different members of his body were gifted, mm. some with up. So, so you will see when you look at the body of Christ, there is a certain area which is being led by the apostle. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. There is another unit that is being led by the prophet. Right. But again, there are people that have said, you know, the Bible talks about all the law and the prophets, they prophesied until John. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes. So somebody sees that and he says, so after John, there isn't any prophetic ministry. I've heard people say that. Yes. <laughs> no more need for the prophets in the New Testament. There's no need for a prophet in the New Testament. You've heard that, yes, right? Yes, yeah? yeah. Some they quote even a scripture that says, God in sundry times uh, spoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spoke unto our fathers. And then in these days, he spoke through his son, Jesus Christ. So there is no more need for the prophets. Yes. Hebrews 1 verse 1. Mm-hmm. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. By the prophets. Had in these last days. In these last days. Spoken unto us. Unto us. By his son. By his son. Whom he had appointed heir of all things. By whom also he made the worlds. Okay. So somebody sees that he says, so God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these days, God speaks to us by Jesus. Mm. Okay. So no more need for what? For the prophets. For the, for the prophets. prophets. <laughs> but then when he ascended, this is happening at the time he ascended. They can't show you when exactly he ascended. Mm. Yes. And they cannot explain to you the gifts that he gave. And the prophetic being a part of those gifts. So I've given the first explanation, which is the giving of those different assemblies, the ministers. Yes. And then the general knowledge that we have of the gifts. I also believe this one, that when he gave some apostles, some prophets, I also understand that he gave them the gifts to become prophets. I know that. So there's not going to be any argument unless you have misunderstood. I've given you two interpretations. The giving to the assemblies and the gift is an apostle Mm -hmm. and also the giving of the apostolic to the apostle who was a man before he gave gifts unto men Mm. and those men when they got gifted they became apostles Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i also believe in that giving that when he ascended the gifts that he gave were apostolic gifts prophetic gifts teaching gifts that he gave and the one who got the teaching ability became a teacher so he was made a teacher by that gift. Mm-hmm. It's understood, Father. So that gift of teaching 
teaches the teacher what to teach and how to teach. Mm -hmm. That gift. Wow. It's not just there to enable the teacher to teach. Mm -hmm. It also teaches the teacher. Mm -hmm. It enables the teacher to know. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that. Wow. But we're talking about the ministerial gifts. Yes. When he ascended, he met. So it's happening at a time when he ascended. But, but, but the Bible is saying, in these last days, he spoke through his son. The speaking there, the speaking there was the action that he took, that the prophets of the old were signifying, they were pointing out to the coming of the Messiah. Mm. The law was pointing to the coming of the Messiah. The sacrifices were pointing to the coming of the actual sacrifice. So when Jesus comes and then he's made the sacrifice, that's speaking. That's putting a full stop to all of the sacrifices. This is what they were referring to. So it's not the speaking as in speaking. He's becoming the fulfillment of what they were saying. Oh, all right. Okay. So, he becomes an end of the law by fulfilling it, not by destroying it, by making it complete. So, he comes and he speaks by what he did, he spoke. By what he did, he spoke. So, when we talk about all the, the law and even the prophets prophesied until John. Is he saying after John there isn't any prophets? Then what gift did he give when he ascended? Mm. Prophets. <laughs> but how come they prophesied until John? That's in reference to prophecies pointing unto him. Okay. He's coming. Okay. They all prophesied until John. Yes. He was the last prophet to usher in the Messiah. So all the prophets prophesied until John. He's not saying after John there isn't any prophet. Because when he then ascended, he gave. <laughs> he gave gifts. And one of the gifts was what? The prophetic. Wow. So that's after he ascended. All right. All right. Are we doing justice to scripture yeah, justice, here? Yeah. To help people understand. And these are scriptures that you need to remember because you will still have people. Even those that have heard me today, they will still raise it as a point and say, no, there isn't, there isn't any prophets mm. in the New Testament now. After the cross, there is no need for a prophet. But it was after the cross that he ascended. Mm. <laughs> and then he gave. Gifts. <laughs> yes. And he made some prophets and some apostles. It's happening after. Why? What are they coming to do? For the perfecting of the saints. For the perfecting of the saints. I have a lot of things to say today, but we have to make it short. Then when we come next time, it will have to be explosive. There are things I'm trying to avoid. Thank you. Thank you. Hear this. It is for the perfecting of the saints. So these ministerial gifts were given to, to those that then became gifted in those areas. But the purpose for such ministries was so that the saints would be perfected. So it means these gifts have an ability to perfect mm. the saints. So the saints were not 
in their perfect mode until the arrival of these gifts. And they are perfected not so that they qualify to enter heaven. Mm -hmm. They are perfected for the work of the ministry. So at the end of the day, if these gifts are to be executed properly, we must, the, the resultant effect is every saint must become a minister mm. for the work of the ministry. Mm. So evangelistic ministry, prophetic ministry, apostolic ministry, teaching ministry, pastoral ministry, if it is done properly, it has to perfect a saint. Mm. Okay. Yes. And it has to bring him to a place where he is now left working okay. for the ministry. Okay. Wow. Where he is also made a minister. Wow. By that ministry. The ministry must produce ministers. That's how you know the, the minister really knows how to use the ministry that he got. Wow. This must be the end of the semester. Hear me now. Hear me now. So he gave prophets, he gave apostles, he gave for the what? Perfecting of the saints uh-huh. for the work of the ministry, mm. for the edifying of the body of Christ for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, is it possible that you can be an apostle, you can be a prophet, you can be a teacher, you can be a pastor, you can be an evangelist, and not have the instrumental gifts now let's look at the, the gifts again in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 12. Let's start from verse number 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts. Now concerning spiritual. Originally it is now concerning the spiritual. Now concerning the spiritual. All right. Mm-hmm. As much as he's talking about gifts, uh, now concerning the spiritual or spiritual things. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. I don't want you... Brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Mm-hmm. Ye know that ye were Gentiles. You see now, mm-hmm. he exact, as soon as he introduces the subject of spirituality, he says we have to deal with ignorance. And remember what I said concerning these gifts. Yes, sir. They rest on understanding. They rest on your understanding. The more knowledge of the gift you get, the more powerful the gift becomes. Mm. Mm. You don't grow it where it is. You grow it over here. Your understanding, your perception of the gift you have becomes the maturity of the gift. Mm. Your gift will feed on the knowledge of it Mm. that you have. Mm. Get to know the gift you have better Mm. and the gift you have becomes better. Mm. It's the knowledge of it that you increase. Mm. And you see more power coming out. Mm. It's like an increase of power. Yet it's an increase of knowledge mm. of the power that you have. 
So when it comes to these spiritual things, I, I don't want you, I would not want to have you ignorant. Uh-huh. Ye know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols. Imagine, ye, you, ye were Gentiles. These are still Gentiles, but he's saying ye were Gentiles. <laughs> <laughs> so the term is being used for those that are non-Jewish. Mm-hmm. They are Gentiles. But those that are non-Jewish that are Gentiles, if they get born again, they are no longer Gentiles. Mm. As you know that ye were once Gentiles. Gentiles. Yes. Carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Even as you were led, you were being led to these dumb idols. Even as you were being led, there was leadership taking you to these idols. You needed leaders. Take you to idols that cannot speak, mm. that cannot hear. Still, you needed a leader. Uh huh. Wherefore, I give you to understand. I give you what again? To understand. I give you what again? To understand. To understand. <laughs> <laughs> Understanding becomes key. Mm. Uh huh. That no man speaking by the Spirit of God can calleth say, Jesus accursed. Accursed, yes. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, mm, but unless, by the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost, yes. Now, there are diversities of gifts. They are diversities of gifts. But the same Spirit. Same. One Spirit. It's one Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yet there are diversities of gifts, yet the Spirit is the same mm. one mm. Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yet we see a difference in the gifts, mm. yet the Spirit is one. Mm. If the Spirit is one, and there is difference in the gifts, what is he saying? He's saying that... <laughs> One spirit can manifest in different forms. Mm. Thank you. By receiving one spirit, you have received all of the gifts of the spirit. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll see it. <laughs> uh, Notice, if the spirit is one, mm-hmm. if the spirit is one, Yet there is a difference in the gifts. So what is happening if I receive the spirit, the same spirit that you have received, the same spirit that you have received, I can prophesy, you can have a word of wisdom, you can have a word of knowledge. And you try to do what I'm doing, you can't. And you try to do what I'm doing, I try to do what you are doing and I can't. Yet the Bible is saying it is one spirit. If it is one spirit, but different manifestations. Yes. It's not then the gift that you have to ask for. It's a manifestation of the spirit that you have already received Mm. that you need to seek. Mm. It's a manifestation. It's a different manifestation Mm. which we then term gifts. Mm. I'll elaborate on that. Thank you. Because there's a misunderstanding. That we have. Because imagine if if these gifts are the gift of the Spirit. Think about this for a moment. If these gifts are the gift of the Spirit, it means it is the Spirit that has these gifts, yet he is not gifted. Mm. 
Okay? Yes. Right. Is it possible then to have him, the spirit, yes. come into you and he leaves some of his gifts outside? Can you receive the Holy Spirit and not receive all of his gifts? Mm. Does he walk alone? Is there something that makes him him that he leaves out mm. when he gets into you? Or he comes with all of his gifts But how come I only have one gift? You don't have one gift. When you got that one spirit, you only have one manifestation of that one spirit. Yet that one spirit can manifest in different forms. Mm, wow. And it is those manifestations that we term different gifts. Wow. All right. Okay. Following, following. You notice that even the gift that you're going to ask the Holy Ghost for. Yes. The day that you get the gift mm -hmm. is not that the day that you got it. Yes. The day that you, you fast 10 days, 10 nights for a gift of discerning of spirits. And then after 10 days, you can now descend accurately. The assumption is now you, you have received the gift after 10 days of prayer and fasting. Yes, ma'am. Yet what has happened after a fast, after a prayer, is the unveiling. Wow. It is the manifestation of the same spirit you had in form of discernment. But we call it receiving. <laughs> we call it receiving. Yes. Yet it's a realization, it's a manifestation wow. of the spirit that you had before you started even to fast. Okay. Because we're talking about Jesus. Jesus, the Bible says, of his fullness, have we received? Yes. yes. And of his fullness have all we received mm -hmm. and grace for grace. Of his fullness. So Jesus, when he gets into you, he brings everything that is of him with him. So what are we going then to receive again? Do you think that Jesus gets into you and when he wants to give you something, he comes out, he goes out to get it and he comes back? No. Of his fullness, mm -hmm. have we all received? So how come some are less gifted having of his fullness? The measure, <laughs> the part of him that comes out, now, okay, let's continue with the book of um, Corinthians. Uh -huh. Now there are diversities of gifts. There are diversities the, of gifts. But the same spirit. Same spirit. 
And there are differences of administrations, mm-hmm. but the same Lord. You said administrations, yes. difference in terms of administrations, mm. but the same Lord. Yeah. Is the administration that differs. Mm. When the same Lord gets administered, the same, yeah. you will notice a difference. All right. <laughs> it is the administration. Wow. So always the same Lord. Same Lord. Different ways. Different ways of how he's administered to the people. Uh-huh. And there are diversities of operations, mm. but it is the same God which worketh all in all. Same God yeah. which worketh all in all. Uh-huh. But the manifestation of the Spirit. Manifestation of the Spirit. Is, is the manifestation how the Spirit chooses to reveal Himself in the form of prophecy. It is the manifestation that we then call a gift, the manifestation of the Spirit, the showing forth of that same Spirit. Uh-huh. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with Without. Mm-hmm. For to one is given by the Spirit. For the to one. Now again, the same that we saw in Ephesians to another. Yes. Some, uh-huh. some prophets, some evangelists, some, some, some. Here is to another, to one or to one. Uh-huh. For to one is given the Spirit, by the Spirit, the word of wisdom. Given by the Spirit, the word of wisdom. 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 Yeah. Given by the Spirit, the Spirit gives to one the word of wisdom and to another to another the word of knowledge mm-hmm. by the same spirit mm-hmm. to another faith by the same spirit mm-hmm. to another the gifts of healing by the same spirit mm-hmm. to another the working of miracles to another prophecy mm. to another discerning of spirits to another di- diverse kinds of tongues mm. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally Mm. as he wills. (laughs) Okay. So, I've given you two scriptures now. We We have been to several other scriptures, but two key scriptures has been Ephesians where he gave gifts and he made some apostles, some teachers, some prophets and and so on. And here now we are hearing of something else. Then I said, these are, that's the way that I would want us to categorize these gifts, ministerial and instrumental gifts. So when you are given a ministry, to be an apostle. You need then to be equipped. You need instruments to use. Paul says that signs of an apostle were wrought among you 
by the miracles and the signs and the wonders that were done. Truly the signs of an apostle were wrote among you in all patience, in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. So Paul, in defending his apostleship, he goes on to provide evidence that he was truly an apostle. And he makes reference to signs that were wrought, brought forward for the people to see that he is authenticated by God. And what he did was to perform miracles. That's what the Bible talks about. Even handkerchiefs that were taken from his body. Yes. Those were miracles to confirm that he was indeed an apostle. Mm-hmm. Why is he supposed to pull out such evidence? Because there is a possibility. Even in the kingdom of God, of people to have received the gift of an apostle. And there are no signs to show for it. Why would he say signs of an apostle? He's saying next time you come across an apostle, there must be signs, deeds to confirm that he's in, not just the title. Right. Yes. Because that can be taken by anyone. It's available for the taking. Anyone can call himself an apostle. Mm -hmm. But Paul goes further to say, was mine just in a title? No. I showed you signs, which means apostleship must be accompanied by, there must be signs, Mm -hmm. great deeds and wonders. So what is he saying? He's saying, The gift of an apostle must be gifted with the gift of miracles. Right. Yes. Yes. So you can have that gift of an apostle and not have any of the gifts that are instrumental. You have no evidence to prove that you're authentic. That's what he's saying. Even if you are authentic. You can be authentic. But if signs are missing, why would he say signs? What what were the signs of an apostle? Miracles that he performed. So he's saying they are miracles that cannot be performed unless you are an apostle. (laughs) Exclusive to apostles. Yes. And I I did those miracles to prove that I'm an apostle. Mm. So he's not just making reference to his statements and his utterances. He said, no, 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 no. In terms of wonders, yes, it was confirmed. Because you know such miracles that I did mm. are synonymous with apostles. Mm. You can't do those unless you are an apostle. They were wrought. Mm-hmm. So he's also helping you identify apostles that are what? Fake. The lack of these signs and wonders. Yeah. And uh, yes. I can show you not just the apostle, but also a prophet. Can a 
prophet be a prophet by having a ministry and not be prophetic? Can a prophet be a prophet? I'm showing you this. Thank you, sir. All these fivefold ministry, as, as we call them, whoever is gifted in this area of the ministerial gifts must then go further and get gifted in the instrumental gifts. Okay. Because okay. you can have all of these five and not be instrumental. This I can guarantee you. You can, you can be a prophet and not have prophecies and still be a prophet. It's not only prophecies that makes a prophet a prophet. What is it for? Is it possible for one to be made a prophet and he cannot prophesy? He made some prophets. Yes. But the prophet, the one that has been made a prophet, yes. must then be equipped. When you are made a prophet, you must then go after the gift of prophecy. All right. Okay. This is, this can be an office given to you by God. Yes. He made some prophets. So you can be made a prophet in terms of being in the office of a prophet and not be prophesying until you are gifted with an instrumental gift called the gift of prophecy. So, but, so then what are you doing as a prophet if you are not prophesying? There is a lot that can be done. Remember, when Jesus went into city of nine, he got to the gate and they were carrying a young boy heading towards the graveyard to bury him because he was dead. Yes. And Jesus touched the coffin. Mm. Let me put it that way. Because the mother was crying and she was a widow. And Jesus said, young man, rise up. Yes. And immediately after, fear came upon the people and they said, a prophet has arisen. And there came a great fear on all and they glorified God saying, that a great prophet is risen up among us. A great prophet has risen. Yes. Up among us. Mm. And that God hath visited. The visitation of God. When they saw that. I hope you get this. The following parts. Jesus had not prophesied. He had raised the dead. And they said, the people present, who had a different understanding of the prophetic ministry, recognized the presence of a prophet by the resurrection miracle. Mm. And they said, a prophet mm. has risen, mm -hmm. yet he had not prophesied, he had raised the dead. dead. So there is a list of miracles sure. that only prophets are known to perform. So, so, so please get this, mm. get this, <laughs> get, get this, get this. Oh, get thank this. you. Because <laughs> you might be wondering, so, so if... If he, he makes you a prophet and then you don't have the gift to prophesy, then how are you a prophet? Yes. 
you can be made a prophet by other manifestations. There is certain power that you carry that makes you a prophet that cannot be found in an apostle, that cannot be found in a teacher. It was a certain miracle that he performed and they acknowledged the presence, not just of a prophet, but also the presence of God. God has visited the people. The visitation of God himself when the resurrection took place. So why did they say we have identified the prophet, yet there was no prophecy? So is it possible for a prophet to be a prophet and not be prophesying, not be giving out prophecies? Yes. But there must be something else that he is doing to confirm okay. that he is a prophet. Okay. It's not every time a prophet is prophesying. There's a time a prophet is healing as a prophet. I can show you places where you can actually see a struggle in the prophetic, even in the life of Elijah, where he's asking, what can we do for this woman? And he had to be physically told by his servant. The woman doesn't have a, a, a child. Yes. And then a miracle had to be performed that next year you will have a what? It was prophetic in the sense that, not in the sense that you don't, you, you woman come here, I see that you are buried. Yes. That's, not what he, that's not what he did. He was wondering, even as a prophet, what do we do here? And the prophetic was in the removal of the barrenness. The opening up of the womb. That was an act of the prophetic. Again, the, the baby dies. Yes. He's not prophetic enough to pick that the baby is dead. Mm -hmm. Yet he's powerful enough to raise the baby mm. as a prophet. <laughs> yeah. People must follow this. this. Too much. People must hear this. So, so it's not just prophecies. You can be a prophet and be quiet mm. for the rest of your entire prophetic ministry. But you must be doing. They are doings. Mm. They hey. are acts of the prophets. Abraham was called a prophet by God. Tell me the prophecy. <laughs> Tell me the prophecy. Mm. There's no prophecy. There. <laughs> no prophecy. How many prophecies? <laughs> you see now? Yes. So I'm showing you prophets that, that did not really prophesy away. <laughs> and he said, what then is to be done for her? Mm. And Gehazi answered, verily she hath no child. Mm. And who is, who is, who is telling the prophet Gehazi. this? He, he's being told. And the question was, what? What? He's, 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 not, he's asking, what, what shall we do then? There's no supernatural knowledge of what needs to be done. Exactly. And yet he's a prophet. He's a prophet. Wow. So you can come across a prophet who cannot prophesy. But what is it that he can prophetically do? So, Father, are you saying <laughs> that the ministerial gifts, mm. uh, apostles, prophets, it is, it, mm. that these ones can have various ways of being administered, of, or of administering the instrumental gifts, where one comes across a prophet 
and he's expecting a prophetic word mm -hmm. and that prophet does not deliver that mm -hmm. but he does but he does he does something he to does the situation yeah. yes and that is the instrumental gift at work yes but maybe in a way that is not expected which is not expected yes. and you might think he is not really instrumental he's not effective as a prophet because you are only waiting for one manifestation of that prophetic okay. which is prophecy yes and you lose out on what the prophet is actually doing because by know. looking at you even by being present you being present and he's not saying anything they called it the visitation of the lord yes <laughs> <laughs> notice <laughs> i've given you first of all i studied the apostle yes. where he says signs of an apostle were shown yes, yes. So there were signs, there are things that Paul did to legitimize his apostleship. So as he was performing those miracles, he wanted those in the know to appreciate the arrival of an apostle. Because what I've done cannot be done by a man who is not an apostle. But you must have an understanding of those things that he did. So the next time you meet an apostle, even if he is not saying, and he's doing, you would know he's an apostle by the instrumental gifts, which might not be in action form. Yes, in action form. So we are moving away from the apostle. Now we are on the prophet. Proving you again that even without the instrumental gift of prophecy, a prophet can still be a prophet, not prophesying, but doing. Jesus raised the dead and they acknowledged mm. the arrival of, of a prophet. Mm. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this is powerful. <laughs> this is so strong. Yeah. <laughs> this is too strong. <laughs> wow. We were talking of Abraham not prophesying yet. He was a what? A prophet. Yeah. It wasn't people calling him prophet. God himself is calling him a prophet. He's my prophet. But what prophetic word did he speak? Moses was a prophet. We know him. Yes. yes. He had one prophecy. <laughs> the land, even that one prophecy, where he said the land that flows with milk and honey, yes. which we thought he was sure of, still where he had to send spies. Mm. <laughs> After having accurately prophesied there is milk and honey, but as they were drawing closer, mm. said, oh, guys, I would want you to go and verify. <laughs> You've been telling us. <laughs> <laughs> you should have spied the land before you, you brought us out. He's a prophet. He's a prophet. So the acts, the conduct, the walk, the walk. that is worth the calling. The walk. Be attentive to the deeds, even the actions. There are times when a prophet is giving the greatest prophecy when he raises up his hand and he declares you covered and protected and he walks away. That prophecy might sustain you for the rest of your life more than any of the prophecies that you thought were detailed. Mm. I've shown you an apostle who is not only apostolic in his teaching, but apostolic in his actions. 
doing miracles that only an apostle can do. And he's saying they were wrought. And I'm showing you a prophet who is not prophesying, who is raising the dead. Were they prophesying the Elijahs? Were they prophesying every now and then? No, they were calling fire from heaven. The power of a prophet invites you to come and then he tells you, he instructs you to bring him salt and a vessel and he cures the bitter waters, not prophesying anything. Those are signs of a prophet. When he arrives in your life, bitterness goes away. Hey, thank you, Father. You know it. You feel it around him that there is sweetness here. Is he prophesying? He's not prophesying, he's doing. So can also another person who is not in the prophetic ministry yes. prophesy? Yes. You can have a person who is instrumental, who has a gift of prophecy, but does not have the office of the prophet. So he's not in the fivefold ministries. He has not been made a prophet, yet he can prophesy with the gift. Okay. So he's in the book of Corinthians. Mm. He's not in, in Ephesians. Mm. Thank you, Father. So there is one with a gift of prophecy. He doesn't have an office. Okay. So he's prophesying. That that one might actually be careful. He can even be talkative. <laughs> Compared to the one with the office. Yes, because he has to compensate for the deeds, for the actions that he cannot produce. So comparing the two, be careful. Some people don't really understand the difference in these two. I've given you the apostle, I've given you the prophet. I can also give you a teacher. When Jesus was teaching, they said he does not teach like the Pharisees, <laughs> for he teaches with authority, for his word is with power. It's a teaching ministry. So you see now the difference? Yes. <laughs> For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. He taught them as one having authority, authority. and not as, it's a comparison, yes. not as the scribes. So what was missing in the scribes' ministry of teaching was authority. There was no power. <laughs> so something that you would pick from the teaching ministry of Jesus was authority, apart from what, was, what he was saying. Authority. authority in the teaching authority it comes to authenticate the teacher that i did not just pick a title right mm. and that authority can be executed by the teacher even when he's not teaching he walks into the room you feel a teacher has arrived mm. wow you are showing us things uh, <laughs> your presence You, you walk through the airport, you walk into a shopping mall. People look at you, you are, you are a teacher and they begin to understand in your presence. You become what needs to be known. Sure, Father. Mm. 
outside. People look at you like I told you before. You say, ask me a question. When they are asking, they are, they are beginning to, they are, they are starting to laugh before they finish asking a question. Because suddenly they, they, are, they are starting to understand. Yes. Even as they ask. Even as they ask. Mm. Your presence allows, opens up the minds of people and they, they start to, that's why when you say, let's, let's turn our Bibles to the book of Luke chapter number three, verse number three. And by the time you start to read, even if it's one verse, you see some other people, they keep on looking at the scripture and you're busy explaining. Already revelations are flowing. Mm. Their minds are opened up. Wow. Yes. Yes. Because they are in the presence not just of a guy who gives out information, his information, his knowledge. <laughs> so, so I'm, 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 I don't want to get into something here that I know I might not be able to finish today. There is something that I came here prepared to present. There is a, you, you'll see, maybe we'll, we'll pick it up from there. But this is something so profound. You can have all of these ministries. Yes. Five of them. Yes and not have the baits okay. in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You need as an apostle the ability to work out miracles. Yes, Father. Hmm? Following, yes. <laughs> you need as a prophet the ability to heal. Not only the ability to prophesy, to heal. To heal. To think that you can be a prophet or you have been a prophet ever since you received the Holy Spirit and you have never prophesied. The problem that you are having now is you consider yourself a prophet the day that you start to what? To prophesy. Professor. So you are limited in your understanding of what you had. You had it, but you never considered yourself a prophet because you were not what? Prophesy. Yes. But isn't there something that you were doing that only prophets can do? Mm. You see now this, this illumination, yes. this information, this knowledge that I'm now bringing to the fore now, letting you know that you, what you had probably was manifesting in an unusual, an uncommon way of mm -hmm. manifestation yeah. that you are not used to. You were not taught there were things happening around you in your village as you were growing up. Mysterious things were happening that can only happen to prophets. From the day you were born, things started happening. Things that would only happen when a prophet is born. But you never considered all of those things to mean signs of a prophet because of who taught you. comes back to understanding. Understanding. If there is such a long list of things that can only happen around you if you are a prophet, when did you become a prophet? When did you become an apostle? Without an assembly? Without ever preaching a message? Yet you can be an apostle but then you must go further. You are entitled, you are earmarked for the prophetic, being made a prophet. You can then choose to prophesy. 
you are being equipped. You are being instrumental. You are, you are authenticating your prophetic office so that people would know that you are a prophet when you are prophesying. When you are raising the dead, then they would know. You can be that and be empty. There are people that are really that you meet today that are prophets, that are evangelists, that are apostles, yet they are completely empty. This I can tell you, empty, empty. Yet they've been called into these ministries, yet empty. How do you explain that? They did not go further to have themselves equipped for the offices that they were given. You must also go further, having realized that, yes, I'm a prophet, but I can't prophesy. Yes, I'm an apostle, but handkerchiefs from my body cannot heal the sick. Then you have to go further. But you are not searching for an apostleship anointing. You are not searching for the prophetic. No. It's there. Once that light is switched on, now you know, you go out knowing exactly what you are searching for and also knowing that it is within you. It is in you. It is in you. So I needed to say this for tonight and probably we're going to pick it up from there and then we begin to, I'll begin to show you how each gift functions. Okay. Thank you. How it operates and where you're supposed to uh, operate from as a gifted person. There's a lot that we need to talk about. Thank you so much. But this is very, very key. In terms of ministries, they say there are five, there are more. Mm. Even mm. in terms of gifts, they say there are nine, there are more. Because mm. these that we read were written to the most carnal church uh. in Corinth. People with no ability to manage even the prophetic. Mm. They could not even give each other a chance. Mm. So you wouldn't you wouldn't give them the entire list of the gifts of the spirit. Wow. Having seen they are having problems with a few. Ish. So they are, they, are, they are more than nine. Wow. There's a lot of other spiritual gifts wow. that you not are supposed to receive, but to realize that you have. Wow. Will make you see, will open them up one after the other. Then you, you know, ah, I had that. <laughs> not I'm having that. I had that. Wow. So our mission is not to have you receive. Our mission is to get you to realize what you've already what? received of his fullness have you received. But what you need now is a manifestation of that one spirit in all those other forms. Yes. Okay. I want the Holy Ghost in me to manifest in that way. And then things will begin to happen Thank you, in an excellent way. <laughs> as, as, but thank you so much for joining us I think you can dismiss the people but I pray for you that God gives you grace you. and gives you understanding and multiplies you and he increases you in the name of Jesus I pray that your borders are extended your influence is extended in the name of Jesus there will be impact in everything that you do people will see authority and power and dominion in Jesus mighty name I pray that even as you give, whatever it is that you give, you will ascend in Jesus' mighty name. Whether it's an advice, you will ascend. Whether it is money that you give, you will ascend. Whether it is help that you give, you will ascend. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray that you will never go down. 
even at the time that you think you are going down, whilst you are there, you will still defeat the devil mm. and you will lead captivity captive in the name that is above every other name, the name Jesus. Child of God, you are free and you are healed and you are saved in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Father. Yes. I appreciate you. We've been blessed immensely. We've been blessed immensely. Until we meet again next time.